Hi, yes, it's Rose Conley, and welcome to the Young Hearts Run Free podcast. Young Hearts Run Free, 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 Young Hearts Run Free! Welcome to Young Hearts Run Free, Season 9, Episode 4. We are rattling through these episodes in this season. Good to you all the way up to Christmas and into the new year. Is it too early, Stevie Boy, to talk about 2024? A tad. A tad. There's quite a bit to come yet in 2023, isn't there? There is. You know? Um, However... We were finger right on the pulse, or maybe his toe on the pulse, last weekend when we were talking about the new Super Shoe, weren't we? We were, we were talking about the new Adidas, the controversial 400 squid, I think it is, that it, it's retailing for in the UK, 400 quid Super Shoe, but it's propelled somebody to a new world record, just the marketing that the Adidas dudes wanted, isn't it? Almost like they'd planned it. Um, a new women's world record for a marathon distance of 26.2 miles for those who were unsure about that distance. Um, Ethiopia's Tigist Asefa set a new women's record in a time of 2 hours, 11 minutes and 53 seconds. Just sneaking under that 2 hours, 12 minutes. Wearing the new Adidas. Adios! Um, what was it? And am I right in saying they're calling it a one-use shoe? I believe so. One-use Adios. Are they called Adios because you use them once, then launch them in the skip? Launch them. Launch them like Sean Because you um, launched them, or is it because you're saying Adios to all your money, all your savings? Well, double meaning maybe because to give them their um, correct marketing title one one use and familiarization so it's not just quite one use you've got your wee 300 meter jog to the start line I'm, I'm i'm no for it they might, yeah, maybe they might can, nah. want to propel me to a world record but i'm no for it adidas well i'm out, I'm out. Uh, oh just an official out out mm-hmm. right okay um adidas I'm not sure if it was Adidas or not, but Tegist Asefa, who set that record, I think she took something like a 34 minutes off her PB. So she also hasn't been trying for. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm a bit cynical. I'm, I'm thinking. I'm sensing nah. that. I'm sensing that for you, man. Nah, and plus Adidas <laughs> have hardly been chatting down my door either, so that's maybe coming in there. Well. They can't, they can't get there for all the other running manufacturers that are queuing up along the Langtoon, the big street. So, John, on see, that, on yeah. that, well done on your recent um, appearance on Mike Raffin's Run Till You're Done, by the way. Um, Aye. Did I spot a wee pair of, <laughs> wee pair of ultras make their way to the Cassidy Hold that out of the bag. That's what happens when Mike Raffin takes you in the back of your van. Mike, mm. took, me in the ba- Mike took me in the back of his van. <laughs> at my, 
in McDermott Park oh, for, for an interview. I was d- delighted to get the time. Mike's obviously putting this series together of short videos. And I was delighted to chat with him. I enjoyed the chat we had with Mike about his um, last man standing. I put Blair Athol. It was really good. So when Mike offered the hand for a chat, I was more than happy to do that. And we spoke a wee bit about Ultras of running shoes, of which you know I am no expert. But three or four days later, Shiny Box rocks up at Shea Cassidy and a brand new spanking pair of bright orange Ultras emerged from the box. So I've not... Um, I've only worn them about the house so far, but um, as you know, I've not been running in September. Nope. But um, at time of recording, tomorrow will be the 29th of September, and I'm going for a wee jog. So I'm undecided. What shoe, well, I'm undecided yet what I'm going to what I'm going to do. Um, go, easy. go easy in them. I'm sure you can. That they're they've got. Mystical powers of zero dropness, which they, they, they look fast, Stevie boy. Well, just be aware. I might put four buff buffs on and all. Maybe put four buff buffs under each heel. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Very good. Very good. So, okay, thank, well, thank, more thank, on thank that you, later. Mike. Yeah, thank you. Ah, for yeah, that. get over to Mike's YouTube channel and catch John Cassidy. We'll I'll link it in. Done. We'll link it in the show notes. I will run till I'm done. I'm just a bit done. Um, the We should also just flick back to Berlin as well and say well done to all the pals that we knew that were over there, had a broad time. Um, medal Monday was fantastic. Um, you and I have both got a medal for Berlin and they're kind of special, aren't they? they so are. um, they're yeah, lovely. It's a, it's, a good, it's a good setup and it sets us up. For Chicago, Chicago. But Every that, time. Yeah. Were you away to burst into me a song there? I was, I oh, was. But we're going to do that for the Chicago special. We'll do that for the Chicago special that's coming okay. very, time, very soon. I think about Chicago, I think about Jesse Cassidy, John's <laughs> mum. And it just implanted into my head that that's how she <laughs> refers to the Windy City as Chicago. Uh-huh. So, you didn't, yeah, you didn't hear Chicago anymore. It just gets replaced uh, by brilliant. So thank you to my mom. That's her dialect. She's the other grunty. So God help fantastico, us. Fantastico. But it is. It's a week on Sunday. It's Friday that this has been published. So depends when you're listening to it. Maybe it's this Sunday. Maybe it was last Sunday. Mm. Anyway, we'll hear a couple of, couple of wee sneaky episodes devoted, I think, to the Chicago experience. Oh, 100%. 100%. On home turf this week, uh-huh. we've got the Loch Ness Marathon. And a number of listeners have, well, they've no, they didn't, folk didn't hate to be in touch with us. We like it if folk come and tell us what they're doing. But we're, we've got a research team raking about social media to find out who's doing what, where, and when. So we, we, we can what's happening. But um, there's a couple of well kent faces are going to be going, who also appeared at the Octorada Running Festival, actually. Are, that's where it all starts, Stephen. That is where dreams are made. Yeah. Sometimes shattered. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, 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 
the lad and last that we're referring to is Badwater Debbie. She is towing the line up at Loch Ness Marathon and the Cumbernauld Kipchoggy. (laughs) (laughs) Jerry Healy. There's there's a theme emerging here (laughs) that will put some context to you in a minute. Badwater Debbie speaks for herself. Legend of the running scene and friend of the show, guest presenter of the show. She's done it all, man. She's done it all. But I don't think she's done the Loch Ness Marathon before. No, sure. But it's looking pretty nifty weather-wise. It's a, usually a cold start, you can, John. But um, it's looking no bad for conducive to decent times. Yes. Running conditions. So. And Debbie will be fine. I've seen her last week on her social media with the arm sleeves on because it's arm sleeve weather official. So, but for anybody else that's going to Loch Ness and you're listening to this before, take something that you're happy to throw away at the start because it starts quite high up and it is it can be quite cool. Um, I'm pretty sure they do a charity thing. So if you've got a, an old fleece or a hoodie or something like that, you can toss it and it's going to go to a good a good cause. And if you're listening to this after it and you're absolutely frozen at the start, well, that's the way it goes, eh? And then, you mentioned about the Cumbernauld Kipchoge. Totally. Jerry Healy is taking on the Mara distance, having bluttered his way around the Double Dare in Octorada recently, so he is well, finally tuned. So, good luck, Jerry, and good luck, everybody taking part in that fantastic event up in the Highlands. And if you're wearing your buff buff, any version of it, tag us in. We'd be more than happy to, what do we do? Share it, retweet it, whatever it is, we'll be more than happy to do that. Um, Now, Mm -hmm. we've heard Badwater Debbie's name before, but this Cumbernauld Kipchoge is a new thing. What are you up to with these titles? I was thinking it's quite a good thing. Like, you know how darts players hear their names when they, they walk on stage, Ken? It's like, oh, hi. Phil the Power Taylor and et cetera, et cetera. But what if runners and folk in our Young Hearts Run Free Running community had names like that? Oh, oh I see where you're going with this. So, like, ah. yeah. Like, the so, Bellingry Bolt's a good one. John Beveridge, who previous Delta. guest, the Bellingry Bolt. Um, is, that's quite a, that's quite a high benchmark actually. That's a cracker of a name. I know it is. It is. But think what would be the folk who you run with, or what's John and I's Stephen, running that player's name? Stephen the Warrior. What warrior? You can see it, man. Get a fucking big shirt on, and when you come up to a start line, they'll start playing your tuning on. Can you get your walk on tune? Oh, I. <laughs> Magic. But what if it was like the ultimate warrior who was like a WWF wrestler when I was young that wore a distinctive outfit and I was in his get up cutting about like the Lycra. ultimate warrior. Like so Lycra, but it's also got like, oh, it's amazing. Well, I'll show you a picture of the ultimate warrior. So Stephen, the ultimate warrior, what? Well, I've got in for you. Oh, need it. This is this is a legacy of one of John's most infamous race or nots was <laughs> the, um, the the one that was happening in Jamaica that um, Emmy Kamotsi was the race director of, and so it's John the hot stepper Cassidy. 
the, nah, and you've nah, 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 nah. Oh, there's your head between an awning, and you come and you've got a big sort of yeah, and you're, you're looking like Jamaican. Brilliant, man. I've if you, can, if you can look Jamaican, <laughs> you kind of look Jamaican anyway. <laughs> oh, I love got it, that kind of piece about you. So there you go, the hot stepper. Well, I love it. Um, I will embrace that. But so that's the names that we're giving each other. But if you, if listeners, if you've got other names that you would like to give us or other people, fire into our socials and let us ken. Later yeah. in, we'll, we'll repeat them and hear a bit of fun with us. But if you can beat the warrior, what then? I think you maybe could. We'll get a poll going. Definitely, man. Be fantastic. Good fun. So great idea. The Cumbernauld kept joggy though. That's a belter. He'll get loiter <laughs> than a boot it. <laughs> oh, we've got to announce our Jedburgh winner, haven't we? Go for it, because I think our guests are due to uh, they'll be the green room. They'll be coming anytime soon. Oh, wait a minute. This is live. This is happening live. They've been, they've been enjoying the pre-show hospitality through in the green room, so just to pre-warn you. Um, they are. They are, they're knocking on the door, John. Okay. Our, our Jedburgh winner is Jack Neal. We will post a photograph, but Jack Neal has sent a fantastic photograph of a double rainbow with her resplendent in the middle of it amongst their green fields. So we will be sending uh, your details, Jack, to the race director at the Jedburgh Three Peaks, and they'll be in touch very soon. So congratulations. Well done, Jack. Go and smash it down in the borders. And John, we're, they're, they're waiting with baited lips. Now, this is a different end because season nine, we do things differently. And we've recorded the intro before this week's guests arrive. The guests are Ali McCall and Graham Connolly here to talk about their experience over at the Barclay Fall Classic in Frozen Head Straight Park. This Anything could happen. So hold on to your seats. We don't ken what direction this is going. It'll be magic. God help us. Well, get them in. Okay, guys, quick interlude. Bit of an unusual one. As we've just spoken about, we record the intro before this week's episode. And something transpired during the episode that we weren't aware of beforehand. Graham Connolly, who's one of the guests, who is normally pretty verbal, in his contributions. I'm sure if you've listened to his previous appearances on the podcast, you'll know that. His contribution was stunted in this episode due to a small health matter that's affecting his speech at the moment. But he speaks openly about that during the episode and he's happy enough for us to let it go out as is. Um, Graham, being Graham, found other ways to contribute and yeah, it's nonetheless entertaining. In fact, more entertaining than normal, I'd say. So go and enjoy this smasher of an episode, folks. Thank you. Big welcome to the show. Ali, Michael and Graham Connolly. How we doing, boys? Oh, we're good, I think. <laughs> Happy to be here. Good to see you oh. both. Great to see you and welcome to Young Hearts Run 3, a first appearance for you. Yeah, my, de- my debut. Your partner in crime there is a previous luminary guest. When's he get the match ball? This is a treble, isn't it? It's a treble for Grims. Is he about, is he about tw- 28 from the all time list, John? 28? 
Turning the Mace listens. 28th. I remember we've had 160 episodes. Aye, but 28th. Seriously. All changes. Leicester all, City, uh, young all, all changes the night, man. All changes the night. I was like fourth or something. Like, sweet, like, sweetheart, don't worry about it, all right? You're always number one in my eyes, okay? <laughs> now, what we should say for the listeners listening in, who are probably already, for want of a better technical term, pishing themselves, is that... Um, it's very rare we have two guests. You know what I mean? So there might be a bit, there might be a bit of us talking over each other, but it'll be great crack and we'll be sound. Stephen, go for it. If you want to say something, just put your hand up like that. It's a good visual indication for us both. We learned that in the one at podcast school. If you put two hands up, then you're just ripping the pish. If only we were putting this video, eh? <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't use the up, hand up facility on the Microsoft platform Teams. that we're using. Yeah. Or other platforms are available. Yeah. <laughs> um. Just use your actual physical hand, left or right. So there you go. A long point. Ah, aye, that's it. Okay. So we're here to talk about well, one thing in particular. No doubt we'll talk about lots of other things too. In fact, I'd be disappointed if we didn't, as Graham strips off, feeling the heat already of the show. It's okay, it's normal, Graham. Most guests have that reaction when they meet John. So, yeah, we're here to talk about the Barclay Fall Classic, and I don't know what one of you want to come in and tell us a wee bit about the Barclay Fall Classic, because some people have heard of it. Some folk will go, what in the heck's the Barclay Fall Classic? Ali? So, Bartley Fall Classic is, it's penned as a, a 50k race, right, with an undefined elevation. Um, and it's really a kind of nod to the Bartley Marathons, the big Bartley, right? And it was effectively born out of the, uh, the interest in the Bartley Marathons after the, the infamous Netflix documentary. I think it's uh, The Race That Eats Its Young, right? So, the whole premise was that in order to put off any morons that think they're capable of actually doing the Bartley, the the lads come up with the Bartley Fall Classic, right? Along with uh, the rest of his team, uh, I think uh, Mike Durbin. I, I'm probably getting his name wrong, but Durbs is the guy that runs the uh, the Bartley Fall Classic, right? And um, there's a lot of the well, there's a lot of similarities between that and the Big Bartley, um, with the exception of a uh, you're on trails for the majority of the Bartley Fall Classic. Um, unless you're hitting the highlights. So if anyone's going to talk to you about Bartley, you'll know what I mean by highlights. Oh, yes. Right? Now, can either either of you two name me one of the highlights that you would you would think about when you think about Bartley? Stephen? The rat jaw thing. Exactly. Right. Rat jaw. Well done. You were on the spot there, my man. Right. Not even the Hearst. Right. So Rat Jaw is always in the Bartley Paul Classic, right? Okay. It's going to be a banker, right? Like the Eiffel Tower of Frozen Head. Aye. Like exactly. Well well I would I would actually say the fire tower's what? more like the Eiffel Tower of Frozen Head, but uh but no, I mean right. I don't know if I'm trying. Um well uh, <laughs> so so, so, so you're you're gonna hit these big landmarks, right? Okay, during the race. Yeah. And uh, 
you're going to head out to Fire Tower, you're going to hit Ratjaw, you're going to see the prison, uh, you'll probably capture um, Meth Lab and Testicle Spectacle, and um, all these other kind of like landmark uh, key points that are mentioned in the Battle of Mardens, right? Now, you just don't know when you'll hit that, and other than that, you're on the trail most of the time. Um, so, they're still, still shrouded in secrecy, as far as um, as far as the route goes, until until like the night before uh, the race, right? Uh, when you get given your map and you get given your route, um, and the route changes every single year. Uh, so, aye, John. Is the Bartley Fall Classic a qualifier? The people who take part in this, do they get entry to the 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 big Barclay? Aye, the first placed male and female um, gain entry to the Big Bartley. Ah, or they okay. have the option, I guess. Mm. Um, and see, now that I've had my hand up, right? See, now that um, you're saying that the route changes every year, mm. is that every single year? Or is it is it um, clockwise one year, then counterclockwise? Or is it all over the place? It's all over the place. It's not as simple as that. So it's it's like you're not doing like one loop of the park like it's not like one Barclay marathon loop yeah um it's it's wild and varied you know what i mean it's like having spoke to people that have been in the park and done the Battle Fall classic a number of times before who we met this year um there's a number of variations to it the way it was this year it's never been set up that way before um Brilliant. Uh, so you know, the the idea being is that every if you were to go back year upon year, you wouldn't be met with the same race, right? So, um, and the other thing is as well, you don't even have to qualify for the Bartley Fall Classic. Anyone can turn up. I've got a story about that. We met a guy. <laughs> so, like, but there's, there's people there that are like international level athletes, and they're stood on the start line alongside. We guys from Texas called Joe, who've never ran a race in their life. First time putting a bib on, and he stood there at the Bartley Fall Classic, you know. I love Joe already. Was that, mate? His longest training run was two hours. Why? Oh, that, that was on his property in Texas. So he just made himself some trails, and he'd, he'd been out for a couple of hours, and he's like, I just, this is the only race I want today. We all sat there the night before, like, oh, my God, this guy is he's actually going to die. He's going to be the first person to die. He finished. He finished. Good guy. Can, okay, can I ask then, how do you train for the Bartley Fall Classic? What do you do? What's part of the strategy that you put in place? Run up, run down, run up, run down, run up. It, it's basically a soft tooth. Yeah, either get uphill or you're going downhill. If it's no up, it's down. If if you look at if you look at the layout of Frozen Head State Park, then there's just a lot of very tight contour lines, you know. So mm. if you're not going up, you're going down, just like Graham said. Not much so, flat running. Nah, none. Nah. nah, nah, not really. Just the roads, the roads that lead in and out, and that's it. Hmm. What about weather, humidity? What was that like? Well. On the day, it was a little bit different than it was predicted, but that's the nature of Frozen Head State Park. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Graham would be able to explain more about the, you know, what the weather's like in the park as far as it, it's a landlocked uh, mountain range. So it's kind of got its own, you know. I see when we were in Tennessee, like my, I ended up in hospital. I was getting like these migraine things, I think, it was fucking up the way of speaking. And it kind of kicks in. Anytime my brain's stimulating, it's kind of kicking in. It's kicking in now. You're probably thinking I'm starting quite a lot. I'm not actually pissed. I'm just having this mic. Like, it's mental. Ali will tell you more. <coughs> so so weather-wise, anyway, the, the, the prediction was that okay. uh, it was going to be roasting hot and it was going to be humid, right? And, and I prepared for that by doing a lot of like, heat exposure training, uh, like sauna stuff and whatnot. But then when we got out there, it was warm, like in the lead up to it and all that kind of stuff. But on the actual day, it was a pretty nice day for running, you know. It was like maybe about 18 degrees. And then when we got to maybe, I don't know, about two thirds of the way through the run, it started absolutely tipping it down, torrential rain. So I think we were the only two guys no complaining. Because uh, we were quite happy that the weather had turned, you know, a bit Scottish. And the fog all rolled in as well. So it was all kind of like, it was very much like reminiscent of, like, you just knew you were at the Bartley, you know. Um, you knew you were at Frozen Head. Uh, and it was all that kind of spooky, atmospheric way. I was going to say that, because that would, was I'm going to take it that's your first time over there, Ali. Aye. I've never been over before. So right. I... Aye, and like Graham's, aye, he's been there twice previously, you know, yeah. so um, any information I was getting about the park was all from Graham, right, so and it's a great thing to be able to tap into that, um, but unfortunately Graham had been over there at a totally different time of year, so I mean people, so I mean I mentioned Rat Job before, I mean people talk about that being an iconic kind of part of the course because it's a big steep hill, with loads of jaggies, right? Briars are jaggy nettles, right? Let me translate right, for, for the Scottish, right? Briars are just jaggy nettles. Now, when you're going through a load of jaggies in, in March time or whatever, they're not really in, let's just say, full bloom. But when you're over there in September, they've had all summer to get all nice and thick and all nice and strong. And then when you're making your way down Rat Jaw Hill, which is about a mile and a half long, there's no defined path, and all there is is between, I know, between you and some jagged nettles is your your nice thin running top. Then uh, it gets a bit interesting. So I. Uh, so is the foliage quite high? By what I, you Oh, yeah. it's head height. Um, right. There's actually some of the the briars they all kind of knit together as well. So you need to like break through them or create little tunnels through them. And then the elevation is such that you can't even, you can't stay upright for a lot of it as well. Not the elevation, sorry, the um, the gradient. Steepness. You know, aye, aye. So uh, on the way down, um, is, uh, the way the course was set up, you went down the rat jaw uh, when, the, when you first got to it. Um, and then you went up a rat jaw later on the route. Um, but when you went up a rat jaw, it, it had been raining for a while. So it was all slick as well, and aye. Is there anything that you'd compare that to that you'd ever done before? Not that. I mean, gradient-wise, yes, but not for that distance. 
Um, it's just it's steep and long, right? Um, you'd be hard pushed to find a hill that length at that gradient, right? Um, certainly no one that you'd look at that you'd fancy going up or down. Uh, and there's no one that's full of jaggies, right? And I don't think that's something I would want to train for anyway. That's just something you need to suck it up on the day. I'm not about to go throwing myself into thorny bushes in preparation for Bartley. That's just bonkers. Um, but uh, the closest I can come to as a comparison is there's a there's a hill on the side of Loch Lomond uh, near Luss called Ben Dew. And uh, there's actually a hill race there, a Scottish hill race, the Ben Dew Horseshoe. Is the, is the route and um, you go up and do it and that's that's pretty steep. And I think if you do loops, do a 30 mile, 30 mile a crude loop of like Ben Do and then you're probably pretty close to what you can experience, I guess. Do you have um, a photograph, Ali, of, it's great to say your body, I didn't mean that. Do you have a photograph of your, your legs? Later, your, later. Your, yeah, for the, for the Patreon content. Do, do you have, of your your legs or your arms about yeah. how how you were looking after yeah but um I know we definitely took Graham definitely took pictures of his legs uh so um his was I think he was worse than me I don't know what he was doing he was rolling a bit in them I think um uh, but uh, I I I think we'll get pictures somewhere hey? it was looked like just looked like you were mad into self harming it was like. Right. Because when you're, because when you're talking about jaggies, right? Aye. I've I've seen the photograph. I think you're speaking about with Graham. Aye. Scottish jaggies didn't do that to you, man. So uh, just to give just to give people context to it. However, Aye. I would like to know how were you feeling? You get that route map. How were you feeling being there the night before, and what was going through your mind? Do you know? See, even. Even before that, so like on the Thursday they do a get together. So the race is on the Saturday. On the Thursday they do a get together. Um, you guys would love this at the, at the beer barn, right? Which is just like it's exactly what it says in the tin. It's this barn in the middle of like this field. A couple of local guys will get this microbrewery on and they cook pizza. And they serve up their own beer, and all the runners are invited to meet there on the Thursday. It's a kind of like introduction and a get together. Everyone can swap stories and let you know compare training notes or whatever. Now, because um, there's there's a bit of another story to my in Graham's Bartley story and that my luggage in Graham's luggage went missing. Um, <laughs> so so we'd used that Thursday to touch base with a couple of people we'd reached out to who were kind enough to give us like salt caps and uh, we'd get a guy who was working at a running store he was picking up some tailwind to give it to us at registration so the point is even on that Thursday you were already picking up the kind of vibe and this was a special place to be right you're in the middle of this field in Tennessee we saw fireflies for the first time do you know what I mean it was just like there was this there was an element of surrealism to it uh, we thought we were just super fatigued for the travelling, do you know what I mean? We were seeing things. Um, but uh, after that, um, small introduction, you're just looking forward to the next bit. Um, and then it was the Friday, what they call packet pickup. And you're up there and you're seeing Laz and all that for the first time. Um, 
and the penny drops, you know, uh, that, you know, this is like, you know, any event that, that guy puts on, um, it's got something, it's got some other kind of special kind of, uh, I don't know, kind of atmosphere to it, you know what I mean? It's like, the guy just knows how to kind of put people in these situations where, they, where they're going to let, potentially be tested to the limits, right? You know, between the backyard ultra thing to the other, you know, the big Bartley to then effectively open it up to the non-elite kind of racers, I guess, and the, the Bartley Fall Classic. He's like, I come ahead, you know, have a go at this and see how you get on. Not even close. I was going to, I'm, I'm going to loop around to that, my man. I was going to loop around to that because it was like, because here's the thing, right? But we're there on the Friday, right? And even on the Thursday, when we were talking to some people, we're like, ah, where'd you just train? And we're like, ah, oh, I've been training along at the the Mississippi River or whatever, right? It's all like these people come from all these places that don't have hills, right? There's a lot of flat stuff in America, right? Okay. Um, and then we see the map and all that on the Friday when we pick stuff up. And I'd actually turned around to Graham at one point and went, do these people actually train? Right, you know, not to be too disrespectful to them, but the way they were talking and all that, I'm like, why, there's going to be a house, but, I mean, you knew there was going to be a house, how do you know, just find some hills and run up some hills, and then you'd be fine. Um, but, uh, without sounding too flippant about it, there's a lot of people making it sound a lot harder than this. There's, there's some annoying bits, where the jaggies get you, and there's some steep bits, but it's perfectly achievable. Just ask Joe. <laughs> Trophy you know, Texas, man. You know, it, it, listen, it, it was it's, and I don't want to kind of like uh, take anything away from it at all because as an event, it's got that mystique about it, and all that, and it'll always have that. I think the element of like not knowing what the the route is until the day before, um, no having like a GPS watch so you don't know your pace or anything like that or your distance, that's all going to add into it. But uh, if you can run some hills, you'll be fine. I think you the my entry criteria. Means we got a lot of people in there. They're on the edge of the limit, you know. But aye. it seems harder. Aye. 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 Yeah. The documented, the documented experience, right, of people who have been there and squeezed in under the wire, um, makes it seem a lot more arduous than it is. I think. Uh-huh. Be, mm. Because it absolutely is, like, hundred percent at the limits of these, you know, the people that do it, and like hats off to them for doing it and they're putting themselves out there and they're at you know um and as Graham was saying there it's like there's no uh, there's no real criteria you need to meet in order to qualify to run aye. the Bartley. Aye, so you're so you're yeah so you're gonna get more people of that ilk that are maybe not or they're getting into it a bit kinda of naive, you know. Yeah. But is that part of sometimes the it makes a good story as well, you know, and creates that sort of mystique or that buzz or that attraction. Aye, because yeah. if you present something to people that's right on the edge of their capabilities, right, or it's totally unknown, or it's, you know, rightly or wrongly, something like built up to be, you know, unachievable, uh, potentially, right, because that's like, because all the narrative around it is, face your fear or, or good luck <laughs> morons not meaning like you know you're all gonna die out here you know help is not coming type chat right 
then you you know you go out there and it turns out it's a trail run um <laughs> you know with some jagging nettles um in steep house so i uh I, I mean, see, so see when you said that like, like that, so it was a sort of sounded a nice evening on the Thursday or, or mm. whatever, and then pack it. Was the was the race the Saturday? Yes, Saturday racing. Right. And seven o'clock kick off on a Saturday. What's the size of field? Uh, there's about four hundred that's open to. Um, aye, so four hundred people on the day are on the start line, and it's deliberately set up in such a way that. Um, I think they go to so much effort to get that, to get the permission to get that amount of people on the trail. Uh-huh. Um, the race entries are right, are open right up until I think a couple of weeks before the race. Uh, like the system they use is like a kind of raffle or a lottery system, so they'll fill all the places. But then as people drop off, somebody else that's maybe put their hand in the ring will get an email ah. to say, "How about it?" You know, respond within you know. 48 hours if you want your spot and so you could be sat there person. you could be sat there you know in Octorada five weeks before the race and you get an email because you get your hat in the ring ah you've come out up the wait list aye uh, are you ready mm-hmm. and you went oh. sorry John I was just going to clarify about the missing luggage it did turn up uh, well mine turned up on the Sunday <laughs> after the after the race, but okay. Graham was fortunate enough, not without a lot of effort on his part, to collect his luggage um, late on the Friday. Late on the Friday. When it was late Friday or was it late Thursday? Was it Thursday into Friday? Friday morning. Aye, first first thing Friday morning. It was four o'clock Friday morning. Right. Hi. Okay. And what kind of car did you hear? Ford F-150 pickup truck. Is that a big mofo? Aye. Ten Yeehaw! Aye. <laughs> it, was, it was like the good old boys, not in mm-hmm. The General Lee. Uh, aye. If, if I could, uh, if I was uh, athletic enough, I'd have slid in through the windy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can I can I ask about the, the Barclay Fall Classic? And I'm, I'm just wondering when you're saying, because... The picture you're painting to me is it's tough, but if if you're trained, you'll do it. That's that's what I'm getting to what you've said, Ali. Aye. But I'm just wondering if it's people sign up for the Barclay Fall Classic because there's a much stricter criteria for getting into the Barclay Marathons, right? <clears throat> I'm just wondering if it's folk you go and do it because then you can say I've done Barclay, you know. So I, I'm I'm just wondering I, if, that, if, if that's the sort of pool for it for people to go and do it, you know? Aye, it's as far as running tourism goes, right? That's your that's the pyramids of Giza, right? Do you know what I mean? This is like, you know, this is you going to like one of the, you know, the wonders of the world. Do you know what I mean? And and ultra running, right? It's like there's no not a huge amount of people can say. They've went up and done Ratjaw and like you know no. ran through the prison and it, it, do you know what I mean? So, so the draw to people because the other thing is with the Bartley Fall Classic is that even though it's penned as a 50k race, there's there's a get out at the marathon point. So ah. Ah. once once you get to the marathon point, you can choose 
to have a marathon completion. As soon as you pass that point, then it's the point of no return and you're carrying on. Um, mm-hmm. that, that decision point, certainly this year, was deliberately at the bottom of rat jaw before you start your ascent. So the idea being is that, like, if you want to get your 50k finish, you're going to need to climb up through all the jaggies for the next mile and a half, right? Um, you know, or you get on the bus of shame, which it's called the actual bus of shame. There's no like, that's not. I um, I know in previous years I've had big banners on the side of it, um, and the, yeah, and then the the marathon runners get issued with instead of because the medals like what they call like a a croix, you know, like the French for cross kind of thing. So it's like, you know, like the Croix de Guerre is like the French, I think, medal for like the Cross of War or whatever. So that's the way it's kind of designed is like this kind of war medal. And that's what you get for finishing the 50k. And if you do the marathon, you get a dog tag. <laughs> so, yeah. I've just got this image of cheerleaders outside that bus going, bus of shame. Bus of shame. Bus of shame. Brilliant. I think there was four. I think there was about four busloads this year. Really? Ah. Size is a bus. It's a classic American school bus. Ah, right. Okay. The yellow taxi of buses. Avoiding the bus of shame. Do do you go near the same campsite, Graham? That the the yellow gate, and that is. After me and Ali did, uh, Big Cove, uh, you're just along for Big Cove at the start and the finish, but then we hooked up with Larry at the way to the end, and the, the once the last finisher was in, and we went up the Big Cove, and we had a few beers and stuff, and it was uh, magical. That was pretty, that, that was the best bit of the whole week, I think. You just mentioned Larry, Larry being a previous guest of the show. Aye. Big love to Larry, and Larry, Larry sends on his regards to you two guys, by the way. Well, he was he was stoked that he'd been on. He's like, thanks a lot, guys. It was so much fun. Honestly, it was his big face was delighted just talking about it. Brilliant. That's made okay. me really happy that you you're with Larry, Larry Kelly, to give him his full title, or Big Larry, as big we call Larry. him. Larry. Yeah, brilliant. I think we were there about midnight. Just drink t- cans of tins and American beer by Big Larry. It was fucking good. It was great. We were just hanging out at Larry's trailer. Aye. Was oh, yeah. and, uh, but, but there was, a, we went, went, you go past the gate on the race. Right. The, the way the race was set up this year was like, um, it was there was three loops the way it was set up. Mm-hmm. Each loop with increasing difficulty, but um, at the end of the second loop, you go past the yellow gate, you know. So, yeah. And you you describe that really well. Like it sounds like you're running around a movie set almost. Uh, these places that you've watched on YouTube and you've watched on Netflix and you're kind of there and it's like Disneyland for ultra runners or whatever you want to describe it as. You know what it was cool. You did the first loop and it was quite easy, easy, which meant you earned the second loop, which was a wee bit more kind of like you'd slip. Without going away the sections, it was a wee bit more uh, Barclay-esque. And then you got that in the bag, which means you learned, earned the third loop. And as you went on, it got more difficult and you hit more landmarks for the three loops. Ah, it's like rewards. Aye. But 
really painful <laughs> fucking tough rewards. It was just the way you had to get the first one done to get right. I I want to go up there and see that. And then once you get a second done, you got got to do three one, the third one, which was even more difficult. But you got to do all the cool shit like right jaw and prison. And then if you got the first half of it done, you got a decision point. And then it was like, do you want to quit or do you want to do some more cool shit? It it, it was wonderful because it kept you going, but at the same time, it just kept getting more and more difficult. And when once the rain kicked in, that was honestly it was that was it was pretty brutal once the rain kicked in with the mud. The mud was fucking horrible. Aye. It was just so destroying. Oh, it was so what kind of, what, was that like a third, the last third of the race kind of that it was starting to get a bit like purgatory with the mud? 25%? Uh, yeah, I probably, yeah. Get how far into the race you were, didn't you? But, yep. Done it. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder if, um, you know, we've got our mythical West Highland Way and we've got like Cowpoo Alley and, you know, Devil staircase. We're still creating the illusion that it's no yeah. just for the market and what you know. Mm-hmm. It's like come run in the West Island way. It's, and we're we're speaking about Rat Jaw and it's like, whoa, yes, we've got our own site. Rat Jaw is like a mile long and it's like I think it's like seventeen hundred feet. It's about a half squeezed into a mile. And the meth and testicle are pretty similar. So I, I got up meth and I got lit up testicle or up spectacle and then the rain kicked in. And coming back to spectacle, was you you were just sliding, lit, just covered mud. And then by the time you got to that jaw, it was like, it was, it was like, it felt like free solo at some point. You were sat there with your feet and your hands in the mud and you were just sat there hanging on. You want to move, like that that route looks kinda alright and you would reach out and grab it and you'd look, don't start sliding back, don't slide back and you he's just stuck there in the about like right, there's this tree stump and that's what it's like. So steep and so muddy. Uh, you'd put in that much effort, right? Like to earn your spot on that little little bit of hill that you're like if I let go here or something happens, I that was I remember being frozen. Almost like I, I have no idea where I'm going next, but I know I'm a bit further up than I was last time. And like, <laughs> I, I get it. Aye, aye. You're like, do you know what? I need to hang on to that jaggy, and you just had to. Oh my! Or you get, or you get stuff like hooked into your skin, and you're just having to like, well, what I, let, I can let go to unhook that from my skin, or I can reach out and just let it drag across. Aye, aye. So. Yeah. What what's going through your mind when that happens? Because everybody's got like their own sort of mantras they'll do. This is what I signed up for. This is why I'm here. Come on. I'm like, what's going through your head when that's I'm happening? Like, oh, fucking idiot, plan this. I'm like, this is just stupid. <laughs> I was like, this is just this, this is just annoying. I'm like, aye, that was kind of like, aye. Thinking, don't like I like actually don't like I like actually. Because <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, I so Graham was talking about like uh, the hills we were hitting and things like that, and it's like there was an out and back section, which meant then that uh, at some point the leaders were going to pass, you know, the the group behind them, right? And um, 
Graham and I passed each other just as the rain was starting and I was coming down like the final hill kind of bit and where, where, when you were like just going up it kind of thing and uh, I I was <laughs> so, so, so uh, you managed to get a bit more of the, the hills in the dry so, so I had a more difficult route that's what I'm saying so basically <laughs> basically <laughs> on about mud kit Kit choices obviously comes up quite a bit on the Young Hearts run free. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I'm assuming your trainers were in your possession the whole time. You never let go of them, do you, when luggage goes missing? Well, I so I've, uh, I've got in the habit of doing this anyway. Even when I go to like, Spain with the family, it's like my hand luggage has got my running gear in it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. um, so I, what I had is I had the bare minimum kit in a I had a, I can't remember what I call them now, but La Sportiva shoes is what I had, which I'd never used before, but I basically found out that John Kelly used them. If he's using them, that model, and like he kind of knows the, the ground there. So I thought, I'll dabble with these and see if they suit me. And they were fine. And then going over there on the day, um, with the rain, you could have done with... You could have done me like a change of shoe just for the sections. And it would have made a difference, right? At, at the bottom or at the top, just aye, to wear aye. special shoes on that section. Aye, but see the rest of it, it's all just, it's like rocks and roots and single track trail. Um, not too dissimilar to certain parts of the West Highland Way near the Lockside. Um, so, no. aye, you don't really need anything like in the way of specialist footwear, I don't think. How, uh, how long were you? moving how how long will you start to finish and how long did you spend in that hell of mud uh graham it was a lot shorter for me what <laughs> <laughs> i allow you that moment there just uh, before i before you interrupt me when i tell you my time like, uh, <laughs> so i was i was 11 hours 21 start to finish yeah. um uh, definitely that time was absolutely affected by a number of things um, outside of my control one of them being everything in the park wants to kill you or harm you um, something we've not really touched on yet I mean you've talked about like the weather and what it's like underfoot and what your kit choices might be what nobody mentions is ground hornets what? Um, yellow jackets, which are not just wasps, by the way, and in bees, right? Now, which isn't your humble bumblebee either, right? So I'm going to paint a wee picture for you here, right? So if you can imagine the, these ground hornets, right? Um, imagine ants, but like they can fly, but they only kind of fly up to around about waist level. And they hang about in wee groups, it's like like a gang of Neds, right? Just all hanging about on the trail, waiting for somebody to, to jump, right? Because you don't really do anything to these wee hornets. They could hang about anywhere else. There's lots of wide open spaces in Frozen Head State Park. They don't need to be on the trail. But that's where they hang about. And as soon as you go by them or go near them or look at them funny, they decide they're just going to sting you. And not just one of them. They don't send one wee guy in. They all jump you. Right? <laughs> And it's like, 
it's like somebody driving a hot needle into your skin um, and then just leaving it there. So then you kind of you get to relive the sensation for like the next 15 to 20 minutes. Um, so that's the ground hornets. So that happened more than once, right? And then you had yellow jackets, which look like wasps, but they're not wasps. You could shoo a wasp away. A wasp could be in this room right now and it wouldn't bother you. And you'd probably like use the back of your hand and usher it towards the door or the window and that'd be fine. No, a yellow jacket. A yellow jacket, much like the ground hornet, is just a wee bam who wants to just show off that he can sting you on more than one occasion. I found one on my ankle and I was looking at it. Like I'd been stung like at least two dozen times by this point. And I could feel this yellow jacket stinging me and I looked down at my ankle and I was just watching it. But it was just aggressively twerking into my sock, trying to sting me. And I was like, come on, wee man, you know, give it a break. You know, I've been done in here. And then you had the, then you had the bees, which all hung, about, hung, hung around about head height. They kind of looked, when you're running towards them, you kind of thought it was like a gathering of blue bottles. But no, it's, it's bees. And also, they just want to sting you. Then if you wanted to, see if you wanted to go, <laughs> I do apologise for going on here, right, but it's a whole thing. Right? Oh, you're painting a picture. This is bro. Then, then if you if you need to, let's say, relieve yourself, right, um, oh. right, you have to go off trail and you need to dig a hole, all right? So the thing is, is that before you even go onto the trail and that, you get told about things to look out for. You don't get told about any of the bugs that I just mentioned, by the way, right? But you get told to look out for uh, copperhead snakes and rattlesnakes um, and wild pigs. They don't tell you about the funnel web spiders or any of the other things that live in logs or in dead leaves, right? So if you're told to look out for snakes and then everything else off the trail is a dead tree or a bunch of leaves, the last thing you want to do is go for a shite. <laughs> I'd be baking it like me. Oh, I would just, I would just do it. I had to go dig a <laughs> hole, man. Yeah. Had to go dig a hole. Did you dig a hole? So, well, I, but, but I may as well have dug it like six foot deep. The way I was thinking, do you know what I mean? It was like, I, I, uh, I'm going to just park my backside over some snake. I'm going to get snapped oh. in the buttocks. I mean, um, fortunately, I survived. Right, you know, <laughs> there was no snake encounter. Um, Graham saw a funnel web, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I got stung with loads of things, but I was fine, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, I you say, sound fine. Um, I can't I <laughs> believe you got half an hour in before you started talking about this stuff, man. Aye, aye, aye. Oh, I, was just, I thought I'd maybe, you know, we'd talk about the razor at first, but jeez, oh man. I was like, the worst thing about this, the thing they don't tell you about. You can train for everything else, right? At one point, I thought I had anaphylactic shock. And uh I had antihistamine, but it was in my luggage. But my luggage, by the way, was in London. Um, <laughs> so there was a wee guy behind me. He was for the lakes. I think he'd ran Lakeland or not. So, um, and I'm shouting back to him, like, are you getting antihistamine? He's like, I think so. Um, he's like, are you allergic? I was like, well, I don't know, but I don't want to wait till it comes on to fun out, right? So I'm asking him for antihistamine. Turns out he didn't have them. Fucking liar. So, uh so I'm raging at him for no having that. It has to mean that I don't have. Um, 
and just I think I started overthinking it as well myself. Like I was like, I've been stung loads of times here. Uh, I, I was trying to swallow salt caps. No, I couldn't get them done because I was convinced my throat was closing over. I was like feeling my glands not, and I was like, probably like, oh, probably catastrophizing. I was like, ah, no way. My story is not going to be I get stung by a wasp and then couldn't finish the Bali Fall class. I'm like, this is not happening. So I went for a shite, saw myself out. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm saying <laughs> I've got this image where you, you mentioned about the yellow jacket thing twerking. Oh, no. I'm imagine you're looking at that and in your head you're hearing saddle up and ride your pony and it's getting tore in. But listen, are you are you scared of beasties anyway? No, no. No, no, I'd be terrified in that no. environment, man. I know, I was thinking that, John. You're going to hate to retract your base entry. No, no, I'll just hate to toughen up, man. I'll just hate to toughen it. up. Get up Canoe Hill and Perth, it's like that. Well, well, the only thing is, it's not even as if you can send in a sacrificial runner, because all they would do is annoy them. Like, you were effectively Aye. in, like, a train of runners. There was, like, maybe, like, five or sixes, and then they would just set them off. Did you know, Ken, anything about this beastie thing before you started the race? Is it not mentioned anywhere? No. Man. It, 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 no, not at all. Is this new intel? Aye, it was like, what the fuck just happened there? It was like, why <laughs> do I feel... Because I thought I'd ran through stinging nettles or something, and I thought, oh, that must be what poison oak feels like, right? But... Then I was thinking, no, oh, wait a minute, this is actually wee hings just fucking attacking me here for, like, no reason. Just, like, aye, aye, it's just <laughs> unprovoked attack by, like, aye, wee insects. Aye. And guess, Brian, what did you do? I just went for a shit and saw it with my cell out. Because then you just buy into the fact it's going to happen, right? Aye. You're just like, oh, I'm just going to get stung. A lot, you know. Oh, a woman gets stung in the face and all that was... Mainly amusing. Um, a shame for her, uh, obviously. Chowing a wash. <laughs> there was a last shame for me to get stung in the ear. That was a sin. thing is, see, I'm, in all seriousness, see whenever I go on holiday, wherever I go, you want to go on holiday with me because I attract all that stuff, man. It all comes to me. I get bitten and chewed up, but everything, everybody else is all right. Aye. I would just be hell for me, man. Just Absolute just... hell. Pheromones, mate. You're giving off something. Aye. John, maybe, maybe it's all that. Maybe it's gonna old deport pie. John, <laughs> is, you, John, you you've explained to me before in private your technique for going for a wilder poo, and the as if you're like water skiing, hanging on off a branch, a hanging Aye. off a tree. Ken, it's like Aye. it's like you're water skiing. Always check the strength of the branch. Check the strength of the branch before you fully commit. Yeah, and all then, the trees, all the trees have got wee holes that look like it'd be good for a snake. Oh, <laughs> see if you tell me there might be snakes there, and by the way, you'll no see them until they bite you. And if you have seen it, it's too late. I'm like, I nice one, cool. Uh, and I didn't suppose there's first aid kicking about with those needles to anti venom stuff. Oh, no, no, and there's no GPS. There's no get your phone. Oh. I was going to say that, the no GPS things, I get that, and it's that's all part of it, run which. But what about no hearing the activity on Strava? That must absolutely <laughs> be having. Nah, I'm actually really cool with that. Do you know, 
Deliberately so. I didn't even log a warm up run or anything in Tennessee. I didn't know. If you look at if you look at my Strava, mate, aye aye, like the whole time I was there, nothing. That is that's gallus. That. There you go. I'm gonna be trying that in Chicago, John. <laughs> ah, that'd be right, man. I will, well, I'll fuck. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> Just laughing up the kudos. Exactly. Uh, that's it. Oh, you, and, and, the, and the thing is, I know. Do you know what I even thought about? I did consider. Now that I know the route that I did, I was going to map it out on Garmin maps because I'm I can do that to find out what the course profile and the elevation gain and the distance and all that is. And then I was going to put an equivalent. Just values, not the map, obviously, onto my strat. And then I thought, I would for. Who, who on earth would I be doing that for? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've got my story, and so there are 400 other people who turned up on that day, and then that's that's that. Oh, and I never again that. will that ever be done, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. What was, uh, what was it, I'm going to call it camp, the camp, the start, the where you come back to the finish. What was that like? Um, the finish line, it was great. They've got a the Cattleman Society, right? You'd love this, John, by right. So, um, uh, there's a load of like locals there, and they they've got basically like a like a cookout on the go, and they do these like uh, ribeye steak sandwiches. Oh. And it's it's a total thing. It's like a whole delicacy, man. It's like um, so. They're on there, and you get that, and you get a drink, and you get a, a packet of chips. Um, no, no, the kind of chips that you'd have uh, at Kinloch Leaving, obviously, the American type chips. And then you get a load of people who are like, kind of like trying to uh, get a fly, get a fly beer, because beer's not allowed in the park, like at that area either. So you see a lot of people kind of like uh, putting stuff in uh, subtle-looking containers and enjoying. What looks like a coffee, uh, um, and there's a lot of picnic benches and marquees kind of thing set up, and and everyone's just swapping their story from the race, right? And you're getting to meet people who came from all over uh, the world, like to be there. Graham and I got down, we got chatting to some guy that was there supporting his wife there from New York. Honestly, they'd lived in New York City for like 17 years. These are people that we wouldn't bump into on the day to day. Aye. Um, I um, we'd we'd even considered uh, like I was I was speaking to Graham I was like can we just take him him you just want to whack him over the back of the head and we'll just take him away because he was just like <laughs> such a nice wee guy I can't even mind his name now there's a whole thing where everyone gathered around the the start finish line and it was a 13 hour 20 minute uh, time cut off right for the last runner for the 50k and everyone's mm. gathered round, around about the 13-hour mark, and everyone's cheering on all these runners that are coming in just under, you know, the cutoffs. And that was probably the best part uh, of the of the race was to be be there and cheering these people over the line. And when the final runner came over the line, um, I think he made it, and maybe I don't know. I mean, struggling to remember that. I think it might have been like. It might have been might have had five minutes to spare or something like that before the cutoff, and there was just this big emotional release like from everyone. And everyone was cheering and you know hugging and whatnot. And uh, 
we went up and spoke to the guy and just like gave him big hugs and that and like you know they were so appreciative of it and that and you could just see what it meant to him just to mm-hmm. you know uh, to be there and, and, and do it um, but yeah that, that could be the biggest achievement of that guy's life absolutely 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 so, i mean i mean i um the uh the i mean listen man somebody somebody has a you know a park run like pb and then that could be the biggest biggest achievement in their life right do you know what i mean uh, for these guys to go there and do that you know what i mean it's like uh, it was good to see man the emotion mm-hmm. and you see 13 hour cut off for the 50k was it 13 many? hours 13 hours 20 specifically hours, sorry yeah 13 right. hours 20 minutes and that all loops in with like the big bartley and okay uh, and the cutoffs for the loops on that mm-hmm. I, I can't remember the specifics graham knows a bit more what was the distance in the end i know it's 50k is quite a vague thing in, in laz's mind uh, it's 32 miles or thereabouts i think in it or, but but that which is a 50k but it was more than that aye it was That's, more than that. Aye. Graham um, has um, lost his audio for a wee bit, and um, he's saying 37 miles on the chat. Uh-huh. Um, and he's plotted it on Strava, and he's also saying that you're raging that it's not on Strava. <laughs> aye, all right. He's also saying that he doesn't agree with the cheering carry-on. <laughs> <laughs> this, this this episode's taken a unique twist that Graham is now contributing uh, on the yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's now trolling. Um, he's basically audio. a troll. He's, yeah. a, he's an online troll. Uh, he's, so, he's turned into a live heckling audience. Aye, aye, aye. The thing is, I'm, I'm out in Graham here and saying he also hugged the guy that came over last. So it's like, you know, his, his mask is going to slip, man, if I chuck him under the bus. Yeah. So you can type whatever you want, wee man. Nobody can hear you. It's a podcast. Oh, man. <laughs> you can also just aye. make up things that he's saying on the, aye, on the chat. Just make it up. Oh, Graham's saying that he loved his time with Ali. Uh-huh. He said it was aye, one aye. of the most special times of his life oh that's nice he's a nice lad uh, um, <laughs> slipping his hand in the guy's shorts to check for gps <laughs> i'm checking for gps hi all right graham nobody's don't you check every guy what was the finish did you kind of finish that sally 400 people started or ish I, I don't know it's about 130 something 130 okay. something um actually finished the the full thing um so uh, yeah i don't know work out a percentage of salary um but less than half um okay. so uh but uh <laughs> because graham's not here to speak for himself or he is here right okay um he did well right uh well for him uh I don't want to speak for him in that regard, right? I think, I think both of us could have done better, right? Yeah. Um, but Graham came in, uh, I think, 12th overall in ninth mil on the day. Top uh, 10. So, top 10 mil, right? There uh, we go, what was that? 10, 10 hours 35, Graham was, right? Mm, so, brilliant. Uh, and I was 11 hours 21. Um, yeah. Does but, 
does that top ten finish get Graham back next year? It doesn't. It doesn't get. You don't. So the full class, you don't need earn a spot, right? Mm. We Jovi Texas proved that he's never raced in his life, and he turned up, and he ran the Bartley Fall Classic, and he completed. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Brilliant. So, no, what, what but, I meant by that was sorry, Steve. Just going to say that top ten. Like, is there any anybody gets invited back? Like the the first male female get maybe back they, or getting but, the Bartley, can, but. Aye, so the big, yeah, the big Bartley, big brother, one one and two, uh, sorry, uh, the big Bartley, number one male, number one female, get an invite to take part in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyone else that's took part this year, it's just a case of put your hand in the ring again if you want to do it. Right. Okay. Thank you. you. Thank you. So I've been keenly watching. I was actually keenly watching when you're there and the build-up and everything um, on the Bartley Fall Classic Facebook group, which Mm -hmm. is quite a active little um, community and um, Graham indeed is a good contributor to the um, the chat he seems to get the Aye. ethos and, and people he, get him he does love to contribute he does and um, yeah kind of causing havoc in his own individual style so anybody can also join the Bartley Fall Classic Facebook group. It's a public group. Um, so if you want to go and see the thrills and spills that are happening over there and, and, and Mr. Connolly um, throwing a few bombs in, then I'd highly advise you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, Grail. I won't read that message out to the troops. <laughs> so, ten, 10 hours 35, 11 hours 20, Bath Bartley Fall Classic finishers. Sounds like a, a good experience after the race as well. I'm up at the Larry's trailer. Aye. Um, I spent, spent a fair bit of time just like chewing the fat and soaking up I think as much as we could, uh, uh, <laughs> part life, right? There you go. Here's your soundtrack uh, for the week. Uh, aye, it's great, man. I big cove campsite. That's where the yellow gate is, and that's where Larry's trailer uh-huh. is. And I to sit around there with those folk uh, afterwards. I think that was probably, as Graham said earlier, that was like the best part of being in the park. I never uh, knew it was called Big Cove Campsite till tonight. I'd never heard that term before, so that's that's something new as well. Ali, would you go back? Yes. Oh, are you going back next year? Let's see if I get the response. I've already put my hat in the ring. Oh, awesome. What's drawn you back? It can't be the beasties. <laughs> uh, see, see the just the whole experience start to finish. Mm. Um, it's incomparable to anything I've done previously, anything I've done before that, right? Uh, and I'd love to go and repeat the, the type of, you know, value in it that I got out of just doing the whole trip, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. And then being in and around the park. But also, um, and I know it'll not be the same route, uh, I certainly don't think that uh, my performance was unaffected by 
my luggage getting lost and all that kind of sort of stuff and probably the lack of sleep and all that um but uh, i'd like to go back there with a maybe better chance of just doing a better kind of like giving myself you know, a, better, a better show you know improving on you know my performance which is probably a dangerous president to say it right because it's going to be a different route you know but uh but we'll see but we've i've spoken about this recently with some other things first time you go you can treat it as a bit of a recce you understand you understand more now you'll have learned lessons aye uh, maybe aye. the bit maybe the big one is keep your race kit with you can keep all your good shit with you, man. But what is your big takeaways, Ali? The, I think um, I'm reassured by my own kind of like, uh, pessimism, right? I guess that somebody's going to lose your luggage, right? So I kept all my gear in my hand luggage. So I'm like, there's a lot of stuff I did right, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, just, I don't know, going, the opportunity of going back and do that again is like, uh, I don't know, man. You just want to, you just want to kind of be there more, I guess. I don't know, man. Like, no, I get that. I get yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's like, think of the way you think about like the West Island way, I suppose. No, no, yeah. I mean, like, but as far as big takeaways for it, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. If, just run up and down hills, man, I guess. Not mean, before you get there. Do a lot more legs then before you get there. There's things I could do to prep better than that for it and stuff like that. But like, I don't think there's anything you can't do here in order to prepare yourself for it. Yeah. We're, we're in an ideal position. Get the ideal environment to make sure you're in the best place to run that race. Yeah. Can I... Sorry, I'm off on the roll now. The questions are flying into my head. Um, you're current or your level of fitness going into that race mm-hmm. were, you, were you happy where you were because you're, you're a fit guy you've done a lot of good training i i i mean um i wasn't where i would have liked to have been um there was just there's just things outside your control that maybe you know if they hadn't got in the way of some training because i had an interruption i had like a, a viral infection and things like that and had a there was a family holiday, which was, you know, that was supposed to be a natural break in training. But the, what mm-hmm. I ended up doing was it kind of doubled down on the break I already had. For. So, I mean, the training I was doing was and was enough. But uh, consistency wise, you know, there was a couple of breaks that I could have probably done done without. But aye, that's you just. Um, but that's life, isn't it? Life yeah, happens. Yeah that's, yeah, that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. I had a torrid time at the Cataran earlier in the year um which <laughs> which uh has already been documented uh but um i think that it was actually a good thing because that kind of that kind of made me a bit more mindful of looking after myself a bit more i can be a bit careless i think sometimes i can just run it a gun turrets a bit too much uh and so i think that was probably in my mind as well this race certainly with the heat and all that kind of sort of stuff uh keeping the salts up and all that kind of uh, keeping the nutrition topped up the whole way around. Yeah. How's it taking us to this time to start talking about grub, man? I know. I was <laughs> on my wee scribble notes for a while. Me thinking of that Sonic place. that Sonic Burger? Aye. Didn't he go to Sonic Burger? We mentioned it, but we didn't go. 
know, I know John Kelly's a big fan. Yes. Um, but uh, okay. we went to, we did Chick Fil A. Oh, I like a Chick Fil A. They've got that good sauce. Uh, aye, aye, the buffalo sauce. There's dynamite and the waffle fries as well. Handsome. We did a lot of pizza. We did a lot of like kind of gas station pizza on the trips, like to and fro, being like uh, the airport and stuff like that. Um, but a gas, a gas station. But we did. I know. Well, that's the thing. It's not a petrol station or that, but, right? So uh, they don't know what petrol is. Um, uh, but food wise, right, I need I need to kind of shoehorn this in, right? We after the race we recovered. Um, a, Oh, yeah, by the way, sorry, right, and Graham's nutrition strategy was Haribo's and Tailwind, by the way. That was it. And that was how we ended up. It was like sour snakes. I was sour snakes and Tailwind. Um, but uh, <clears throat> but after the race, right, as far as like Tennessee grub goes, um, we managed to get uh, a trip organised to uh, the, the Jack Daniels distillery in Lynchburg. Oh. And uh, we tied that in with um, a meal at, at, at uh, an old house, or what they call an old house. I think it's 150 year old, right? I've got, I'm pretty sure my slabs at the back are older than that, right? But, <laughs> this, uh, but this is like, uh, it's set up family style, they call it, this restaurant, okay? Oh, it was, I, um, like, ma- I, ma- it was something, like, something like Mary Bobo's. It was called Mary Bobo's Restaurant, right? And uh, and what you do is you go in there and you sit around a table and there was three of us, three guys were travelling, right, out there. And we were sat and we were joined by a family of eight authentic Tennessee family and we're sat there and it's all the foods out in front of you and you all pass it around and share it amongst you. There was fried chicken, deep fried, uh, fried okra, uh, creamed corn, uh, pinto beans. Um, there's like this kind of meatloaf thing with like gravy on it, uh, and broccoli and rice, like bake thing. It was just oh, and uh, candied apples. I think was that thing. Oh, handsome. My missus says I've got a Tennessee tummy. What a scran, man! Absolutely fantastic. <laughs> Family style, eh? Family style. John, that's like Kevin has just put it all out, and then you just tuck in. Oh, aye, man. You can, you just, and then mayor comes when you're finished. Is that aye. right? If there's no enough there, they just keep. Oh, aye, it. aye, keeps coming. Aye, keeps coming. Got to say as well, Graham put in the in the chat too that uh, the pizza was good. Gas station pizza in America is different level, shit, man. Oh, you know, it's not the pizza we get here. It's absolutely fantastic. Aye, you need to eat it the right way and all, like, because the slices are basically a quarter pizza. You just you fold that in half. Oh yes. And then you eat it like that. I mean, it's like a piece, isn't it? Aye. We bit, we bit, we bit grease running down your chin, ma. Fantastic. Oh, a man. piece. A piece is a dialect <laughs> dictionary word, isn't it? All right, that's it. All right, there you go. Yeah. A piece. Aye. Folk will be listening saying, "What the heck's a piece?" Aye. Bloody hell. <laughs> that's what it is. Aye. A sandwich with an outsider. Well, because really, oh. pizza is just posh cheese and toast, isn't it? I suppose it's it just, is. Just an open sandwich. Right? Glorified, glorified cheese on toast. Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Aye, there's quite a wee 
smatter in a sort of quintessential American experience has been enjoyed by the Soons. Aye, aye. I was mad into my Mountain Dew. Oh. So I was, I was, aye. Proper American stuff, that's like. What does it uh, taste like? Tastes like tastes tastes like fructose corn syrup, John. That's what it tastes like. <laughs> like everything else that's sweetened in the states, it's like I, I've got the shakes and that and sore heat now. I'm back in the UK. This <laughs> 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 must be a travel hangover. It turns out um, it's the come down for the fructose corn syrup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh man, brilliant! Absolutely. Withdrawal so, symptoms. So. Graham's, have you, have you both flown your hat in for next year? Aye. That's happened. Aye, yeah? aye, aye. No, it's always. happening. Both okay, always. Aye. cool. Aye. So, so this is September, tail end of September 2023. Hmm. That'll be, is it August, September 2024? What's happening in between? Hey, well, I don't actually have anything booked. Oh. I'm a free agent. Uh, but, um, there's a number of things that I've kind of like wanted to do that are on my radar, but uh, my partner in crime here, young Graham, he's going for the Montane Spine winter edition. I mean, where dreams actually do go to die, because this is part three. Part it, three, yeah. Version I mean, 3.0. Aye, aye. It's like, I hope it's not like Robocop 3. That was rubbish when I was the one where he was fly, right? Robocop 2 was all right, but aye. So it would be, be handy if he could fly. Uh, well, I'd stop hitting his shins, right? Oh, um, no. No, third time's <laughs> a charm, Graham. Aye. Maybe some shin guards in the bag, I think. Aye. Maybe some Robocop way. shins. It's actually amazing. great quick. when Graham can only use in the chat because his <laughs> tongue's not quite as quick as it normally is. So. <laughs> I'm actually amazed how quick this year's well how, how quick the spine's coming around again it only seems like a month or six weeks ago that's because that... he keeps going on about it <laughs> that's, that's why he does he's like is that on again like, no it was ages ago John just like Graham keeps going I mean that time I nearly did his spine um, <laughs> he'll be um, starting to lay out all his kit in the conservatory you'd almost think I was taking advantage of this situation Graham but oh um, it's going to cost you so bad <laughs> <laughs> Graham, uh, don't you worry, there'll be an opportunity for a retort at an opportune moment, you know, in the future. Mr. Graham Connolly is welcome on the podcast at any time he wishes. He knows that. Not at all. So listen, Graham Graham's all Graham's we've heard to Graham. Not very much tonight, but we've heard that he's struggling to talk a wee bit. You want to speak about that, Ali? Why Graham is contributing via the text? I mean, uh, I... So, we went to Nashville after being down in Oak Ridge and down by the park, and then and when we were up, and that, one night, Graham just started uh, experiencing a bit of I know, like numbness, and like in his, it was almost like when he was trying to talk, he couldn't quite form the words. Um, not in his head, but just like physically, couldn't just 
couldn't move his mouth appropriately, do you know what I mean? And he's talking to actually kind of formulate any coherent kind of words. So, um, rightly so, uh, he took a decision to, to check himself into a local uh, emergency room and, uh, and he pretty much got chucked through a CAT scan within like moments of them. Uh, oh, an MRI, sorry, an MRI. Aye, CAT scan sounds too extreme, doesn't it? Aye. Oh, no, no, he's like, ramp it up. Aye. Uh, aye. <laughs> aye, make, it sound, make it sound worse, Sally. Um, aye, so you get chucked through like an MRI, because so, what they thought was uh, effectively that it was maybe a wee bit strokey. Um, the, anyone that knows Graham knows does he loves a stroke. Um, but, <laughs> but, but this was a stroke of a different type, right? Uh, uh, fortunately, I mean, and I think we were as surprised as anyone. I think the brain scans came back relatively normal. So um, it's, it looks like, I mean, you don't really know what's the cause. I mean, it could be like... Uh, I don't know, man. I'd be some. I'd be just making it up, mate. So I mean, I could sit here and I could just make stuff up. Um, <laughs> personally, you know, me and me and like um, Ian, who was traveling with us as well, we thought it was probably like some sort of exhaustion or something like that. Um, but like, but we couldn't really, we couldn't do anything for him, right? You know, it's like so. So he'd he'd kind of turned around to us and he's like, "Look, guys, I'm going to take myself off to the emergency room, right?" And you know, obviously. We were like, look, what do you need from us? If there's anything you need, we're here for you. Do you know what I mean? It's like, my brother's in arms, my man, leave no man behind. And he's like, no, look, you guys have like came all this way, we've been together, all this day. It's like, I don't want to impose myself on you. There's nothing you guys can do. Just you just go out. Like, I mean, it didn't feel right at the time, um, but, you know, we kind of swallowed down uh, any kind of any kind of desire that he can go and stand by our good friend uh, while he was at the, the hospital and, and did what any any other good Scotsman would do and we went to the pub till about three o'clock in the morning. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing we could have done, right? It's, <laughs> he was fine, look, he's here. <laughs> and, and, just and moral support. <laughs> I, I, and coming, exactly. coming, coming back to Scotland then, what's the latest? What's happening? Uh, I went to the doctor and he thinks it's like, he thinks it's something to do with migraines or something. Finding any time my brain gets stimulated, like excited, like, or I, it, I just kind of talk about the words or whenever I do this and start thinking about it, it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I don't do, know. You want, do you want Steve to turn his camera off? Get you too excited? Sorry, Graham. That's put your top back on me, that'll probably help. You got, I was I was doing a stand-up comedy last night and I got away with 20 minutes. But I feel it starting to kick in. And then okay. when I driving home, I just couldn't speak to the boy in the car. And I was actually trying to chat to him, but I just couldn't, literally couldn't speak. And there's times it's all right and there's times it's not okay. But right now it's fine. But it's like, there's almost like a block between your brain and your mouth. Mm. It's uh, sometimes you're just mumbling. Sometimes you're conscious. Times, uh, I'm, other times I'm like, I just can't get the words out, mm-hmm. and it's brutal. I try not to date in front of the kids or Claire because I'm not wanting to scare the kids or Claire her out, freak her out. 
but like it just kicks in every now and again and just coming on a podcast or doing stuff like this uh-huh. you, you end up your brain just ends up like stimulated in it yeah and it just everything just locks up it's i don't know i just can't beat properly so so graham have you been to see a doctor here what's what are they talking uh, about what they did in america was good because they kind of like they ruled everything out they did ct scans x-rays mris blood tests they did everything and they ruled anything sinister out so okay now they're just like well this can happen if you so i've had a migraine before and it I, d- I didn't have any pain, but I couldn't see a one eye. It was like a visual migraine. So I, I and that I, I was a long time ago. So the doctor, my doctor now, he's like, well, if you, if that's happened before, this it may just be like another manifestation of that. The way your migraines come out, it can affect a part of your brain. But I'm not sure because like when I went to see the doctor, like I was fine when I walked in, and then I started talking about it, and because I was talking about it. But it started happening because it started happening. I started thinking about it, mm-hmm. and and it's just self-fulfilling prophecy. And then he's like, as soon as I left, I was then fine. And the dead frustrating thing is, tonight, as soon as I come off this call, I'm going to be watching the telly. I'm going to be fine in about ten minutes' time. It's fucking, it's brutal. I'm meant to be comparing a gig on Tuesday night for the first time, like actually doing the thingy, and I'm like, fuck. I was headlining the other night and it's really hard because I might be going to these gigs now and I'm kind of like, I might get halfway through and I might not be able to talk and I might be absolutely fine. Mm. It's, uh, it's tricky. Like, oh, I thought right. it was going to be all right tonight, could okay all day to day, but then just as soon as we started, like, I jumbled a few words and I started thinking about it and now I can't fucking speak properly. It's actually <laughs> got better. I think you've settled in, man. I think right. you've settled in the further on we've got. Aye, you've it, my man. It comes and goes, it's mental. Wait, shall we start again? Ali, tell us all about... Listen, I'm used to carrying Graham anyway. Like, so, so, stands on the shoulder of giants, the big man. So, so, so. <laughs> so, oh, man. I hope, okay. I hope this migraine does it happens like the last time and it just it eases off and you're back to normal soon you know because it's when you started talking about that i thought it's quite scary to experience that you know several of the scans uh, i know i don't have a big tumor in my brain or i don't have fucking alzheimer's or no the stroke that's not so bad but on the night when Ali and fucking Ian fucked off that was that was pretty そうですね、やっぱり。あ、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ちょっと、あ、ち
did his hamstring or hurt his leg. So I just kind of ran back and I kind of looked at him and was like, you're right. And, it, and if his hamstring was fucked, I was going to just say, look, I'm not a doctor. It's not a Canadian, but I'm going to be It was my calf, by the way. It was my calf. Aye, right, it was my calf. A different playbook, we. Aye, they kind of rules. Look, look we fucking tanned off the bottle of Jack Daniels and a few beers. The others are doctors, so fuck all we can do. So we're going to be out. How much you size it? Like, good luck. Aye, I got a message. I was sitting in the pub and we're kind of talking about you. It wasn't that I was worried about you. It was like, we're talking about you and we hope you're all right. And <laughs> four hours later, I was like, all right. <laughs> and then when I, was, I, I was saying, I was, I'm going to get discharged. They're like, eh, well, could you, could you come and pick us up? I like it. <laughs> 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 He's a left aim, what the fuck? Do you fuck to yourself? Dirty <laughs> <laughs> bastards. Aye, he didn't even pick us up, man. Did the fuck? Oh, fucking $40 in an Uber. Ah, well, <laughs> had that coming, didn't you? You want to see my medical bill, your $40 in an Uber is fuck all. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, good travel insurance, I take it. Oh, you need that when you're... The claims in, and I just need them to rubber stamp it, or I'm going to be fucking starting a lot of air, man. Fingers crossed, Graham, it all works. Works itself out. <laughs> the good news is, it's giving you plenty of material for your stand up career. Well, I, I can't say it to any kind of Exactly. <laughs> His voice does not work, John. <laughs> no, I mean, just, he will just be stood there. No, I mean. subterranean homesick blues, you know, like. <laughs> Bob Dylan just oh, really signs that. It could be something. Really, really. Making that the medicine. <laughs> I hope you really meant that, John. That was just that was comedy could, could be your USP, Graham. My what? Your unique <laughs> selling point. <laughs> oh, I've already got one of them. Hello. I well, there's <laughs> that, but another one <laughs> to add to you. He's a John Merrick lookalike. <laughs> right, we're uh, we need to. I'm needing to wind this up because I hate to go away to running club. Aye. Right. See? Do you get a drinking club to go to? There's no a drinking well, club with a running problem. That's. Yeah. Let's know that. Let's cut that bit out. Or maybe no. <laughs> <laughs> Did we get a song choice for you? Park Life, is that? Um, or is there a few others to throw oh. into the. the what, what was the holiday tunage? No, Rich Men, North of Richmond. Oh no no what? no! What was the bartender's name? Oh, aye, Kyle Sites. Sites, aye. S I E T Z. Kyle Sites beyond the storm. Aye, aye, that's a I T E Z. S I E T Z. I'm going to look for it in Ireland while I'm sat here. I'm really surprised you were in Nashville and we're not getting a Johnny Cash contribution here. Oh, we, we spent the day swallowing with this guy. S-E-I-T-Z. S-E-I-T-Z. Kyle Seitz. We spent... We, he's, he served us pizza and beer all day. Yeah. And he's got a song. Um, no, he's got an album. So we made him put his album on in the bar where it was there. And it was fairly good. See, he spunked out like 40 grand to make his own album. He's like a genuine artist. And we were like, right, you're going to be like killers. We're going to meet you big in Scotland. 
Right, well, let's get that underway. This is the place to do it, man. Let's launch so, this dude. So, Beyond the Storm. Beyond Kyle, the Storm. Kyle Sites. It's like a kind of Sunday chill out, kind of having a wee kind of hunger kind of album. It's a bit of that. <laughs> oh, man. Bit of that Kyle Sites on. <laughs> that's a bit more years, Ali. That's a bit more years. Kyle Sites. Any oh. new dialect words that you picked up over there to chuck into the dictionary? Jesus I'm Christ, Stephen. Really? <laughs> I didn't really. I, I'm, I'm asking Ali. Oh, right, right. I'm, uh, I'm looking at uh, Ali. Can you not see that? Uh, the, do you know what? Right, so, so Graham walks about with a Tennessee Titans hat on. Uh-huh. Right? And uh, not, not so much a dialect dictionary thing, but... but but Graham like, bared his ass a couple of times and not knowing anything at all about the Tennessee Titans. Whenever anyone who, who does support Tennessee Titans saw his hat, they were like, yeah. And what they would welcome him with would be tighten up. Tighten up, brother. Tighten up. So, right. so I'd, like, I'd like to... So that's that's the, the welcome tighten from up. One, one Titan supporter to another is tighten ah, up. And... Fortunately, Graham's response was appropriate. We did check it. We fact checked with Kyle, and I think you just said like, "Yeah, uh, oh, fuck yeah," or something like that. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, tighten up. But yeah, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Good term. I wanted you meanings, but there you go. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 Oh I man, you. I got you. I I got you. I got, I got you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, waiters, uh, people that serve you seem to have you. Apparently, I, I, got I, got, I got you. I got you. I got you. I appreciate you as well. I appreciate you. I think we can honestly say this is an episode like no other. Um, <laughs> for sure. For all the wrong reasons. We, we <laughs> did say season nine was the what was it you call it, John? Season it was nine. Gonna, it was going to be different. We said. Oh, yeah. That's it. it. Certainly is. And we're, 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 we're delivering on that promise. We're doing no that. No hard. Different isn't always better. <laughs> No. So listen, let's let's wrap up and say a massive thank you to Graham and to Ali for coming along and speaking to us about the Barclay Fall Classic. I never knew much about it. I, I don't. I'd heard about it, but I never knew the detail that we've had tonight, or the the root stories, the the beastly stories, all that carry on. The travel stories, they're losing the luggage, and um, oh man. A multitude of other things, but I'm I feel much better informed about it now. Not sure I'm going to fling my hat in the ring, but um, I've really enjoyed the story. I always enjoy your company, so thank you both very much for that, Stephen. Yeah. No, thank you guys. That's been most um, different and interesting, and it's been an, a new insight into happenings over in the states, which John and I are yet to experience from an ultramarathon point of view. But um, certainly whetted the appetite. Listen, it's been absolutely brilliant to speak to you both. You obviously bounce off each other very well. It's like there's no holes barred, but in a good guy's pal's way. So thank you both very much, man. Right, cheers, John. Right, cheers, Thanks. John. Like, man. Thanks for having us, mate. Thanks for carrying away, Ali. Hey, listen, this is what we do, my man. You know what I mean? This is what we do. It's been, this has been happening for a long time, mate. <laughs> a long, long time. 20 odd years, mate, I've done this. So it's been. <laughs> Pick me up and tear me down 
take me to another town Traffic lights on Broadway seem a little bit more faded out Hold yourself in high regard Playing in some shitty bar Shooting coke and whiskey to forget that I'm a dying star I could tell you why 